the most listened to overnight radio program in North America. It is Coast to Coast AM. Hello there, Connie Willis here. Hope that you are staying warm. I know it's cold out there. Open lines continue here. Lots of phone calls. Let's see what you guys want to talk about tonight in our last hour. I tell you, it just flies by. I'm, I was looking out the window, getting the snow, the big, nice snowflakes, and the temperature. Wait a minute. Let me check that temperature here before we hit the lines because it's just, it's just dropping like crazy, and I got to go walk the dog here. It's one degree where I'm at, one degree, and it is going down to uh, minus six at one point. Holy moly, one degree. It's kind of cool to look at. I need to do a screenshot of that because that's kind of cool looking. Let me, it's got the snow falling and one degree. There you go. I like doing that. That's fun. All right, let's go to the lines and see what you guys want to talk about tonight. Ruth had a wild card line number three, Marilyn. Hey there, Ruth. How are you tonight? Welcome to Coast to Coast. Hi, Connie. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. And you need some of our blue crabs to go along with your blue oh, rock. That's my favorite. That's my absolute favorite is blue crab. Oh, ha, ha. Thank really? you. Thank you. Yes, um, absolutely. You can't do any better. Nothing sweeter, right, than blue crab. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I wanted to talk to you. Um. Oh, and I wanted to tell you something else. I changed the words of that song, We Will Rock You. Connie will rock you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to talk to you about pendulums because I've heard you talking about them before, and I think you said that you had a book on them. And yep. I, where I work at, I work in a retirement community. I'm a caregiver, and I work for an awful lot of uh, engineers, scientists, chemists, and the man I'm working for right now, um, Connie, he has a six-foot pendulum. Oh, my. <laughs> I know. It's six foot high that he built. He built a little tiny six-inch model one first, and it is really interesting, and the pendulum part of it is got magnets in it, and it's it's a big triangle, and the bottom part has wood. I guess there's magnets underneath the wood, but this it's really weird because if you just barely touch it, you don't even have to barely touch it. It'll start moving, and it actually looks like it's writing. Oh, yeah, because I guess of the magnets and 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 sometimes I I go in there and I just sometimes I'll just put my hands like next to it and not even touch it and I'll start moving a little bit. Ooh, and um, anyway, weird. I don't know anything about pendulums. I did use the dowels a long time ago for a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, it it doesn't. I don't know. You say it's similar, but um, I don't know anything about pendulums. So could you tell me? What I could do over there, I mean, it's just fascinating. I don't know what to do with the pendulum, <laughs> you know? Wow. Well, I wouldn't know, I, you know, and stay on here with me. I would not know what to do with a pendulum that size. What's he use it for? Uh, well, he he was a science teacher. So I guess he built it in high school. So I guess he built it for his class. And he can't really tell me too much about it anymore because he has a little bit of dementia. So, mm. you know. He can't really tell me too much about it, and I tried to ask his daughter, but she didn't really know any more, you know, than he did. But yeah, um, it's kind of yeah, like it's of, just something he made, yeah. and it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, but it looks like it's actually writing, you know. Yeah, that's uh, reminds me of the uh, what was it the, like the stenographer a long time ago as a kid or something that moving around. 
Um, I'm not sure what his is used for, but uh, he, I'm sure he had some reason for that. But, you know, even grandfather clocks, you got that like pendulum going on. Um, mine was a book called Win Any Lottery. And Lynn Buchanan, who was one of the psychic spies in Project Stargate, had had showed us how, you know, one of the tools for the psychic spies is the pendulum. And they would use that quite a bit to get answers. And so I had written the win any lottery because taking Lynn's classes to become a certified remote viewer, uh, he that's one of the tools that we use, but we were, and when, whenever you take a class with any of these psychic spies and you're learning how to do remote viewing, you you know, you dig deep into after the teachings and you always want to try to win the lottery or something. So that was one of the ways that they would use to find things. They would use the pendulum to find um, weapons or hostages or targets that they wanted to find. They would use that as a tool. So we would always go, how do we win the lottery? You know, just kind of off the beaten path of being taught uh, the remote viewing. And he said he had a method of using the pendulum to find winning lottery numbers. So that's what I did at one point. I said, Hey, can I use that method, put it in a book and, and, and go that route. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. So he got full credit for it. And I put the book together and it's about taking that pendulum and it's a certain technique and you use the pendulum to find the winning lottery numbers. So Uh, I guess the information I can give you of what I know about pendulums is if it depends on what's underneath the pendulum, where it can go up and down for yes, left and right for no. So a lot of people do yes or no's. And of course, you can go up and down and left and right, and you can know that it's a yes or a no. You don't need to put it over some sort of piece of paper that says yes or no. You can do that if you want, but you don't have to, right? That's pretty easy. But you can also put under underneath that pendulum other things. And you can put uh, like, okay, I want to buy a house and I want it to be, uh, let's just say I want to paint my house. What color should I paint it? And you can put like blue and pink and white and yellow, whatever you want to do. And you can say, what would be the best color house for me? And you can put the pendulum over it and it can move to a certain color. And then you can decide to paint it that way if you want. And maybe that is what gives me the best uh, look, or maybe that's what is going to sell it for me in the future. If it's this color, what's going to sell it quicker after I paint it. So you can put anything underneath that pendulum that you want And you ask it, you hold on to it. Now, I'm not talking the size of that guy, (laughs) what he had. But if you have a small one, and a pendulum can be anything. It can be a rock. It can be some sort of gemstone. It can be, uh, I use what Lynn Buchanan had said to use because he was making a point of saying you can use anything. A piece of weight and a string is all you need, and you just want it balanced. So one of the things he showed us was just to take a, a, a nut you know, the bolt nut. So use the nut and tie some floss. So he went the bare minimum. And I love using that technique. So that's what I do when I do it. Cause it's, 
you know, you can get a gemstone that you like and you get a, get a chain that you like. Just make sure it's balanced, whatever it is. But it might be good luck to you. Maybe maybe it's your birthstone. Maybe somebody gave it to you or something like that. You can use your ring, whatever you want to use. But I really like the bolt and the dental floss because it's just kind of cool to go that way, I think. And so you, you know, you just put together, you know, you decide what the pendulum should be. It should be something that's your favorite, something that you enjoy, something that you can keep in your, your pocket so it can get your karma, your, your, uh, you know, your vibe from it and, you know, hold it in the day, whatever you want to do, you know, it's just, it's your thing. Just make it personal to you. But basically this is what, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say thank you so much, but one question, can you do this telepathically without actually? Well, Well, here, um, pick things without the pendulum or by using the pendulum? But using the pendulum says speaking out loud. Could you just, you know, do it telepathically? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so here's the whole trick of it. And this is where I was, to me, at first I was like, come on, what is this pendulum thing? I don't know. You know, I see people with it all the time. But Lynn, Lynn Buchanan is the guy that gave me the answer. And I absolutely uh, am back it up 100%. It made the most sense to me. So he said, basically, okay, and, and I'm going back to remote viewing again, because it's your conscious and your subconscious talking to each other. And they don't. But remote viewing will teach you how to have them both communicate to each other. And that's our problem, right? We don't, sometimes we don't listen to our intuition, our ego talks first. So this pull, remote viewing teaches you how to pull that together. Now, one of the tools is the pendulum. So what happens is when you're holding the pendulum, it's just another way for your conscious, your subconscious to get out the information, to give you answers. So when you hold that pendulum over, let's say the up and down, yes, uh, left and right, no, if you ask it a question and you, you know, it's going to go yes or no, he had said, your subconscious will do what it needs to do. It'll move all the right muscles to get it to move to the yes or the no, because your subconscious already knows the answer and it's going to help you get it because your ego is in the way and it will move the muscles just enough to go yes or no. So it will do it for anything else that you do complement, you know, that's more complex possibly. Now, your your question of can you do it telepathically? Yeah, you don't have to say it out loud. Your conscious already knows what you're going to ask before you ask it. So you can say it to right. yourself. Uh, well, thank yeah. you. That is very interesting. And thank you so much, Connie. And God bless you. You're welcome. And thank you. Happy New Year to you. We can still say that. It's still in January. And thank you for, for all that. I, I, uh, yeah, that's that's when I was turned on to the pendulums when I heard it say, said like that. And then you can just, you know, put some, some sort of little, you know, put a piece of paper down and, and uh, ask the questions that you want, put the answers down, all the different answers that it can go to and see where it leads you. It's really fun. It's really fascinating. And thanks for asking about that too. Cause the, yeah, the book that I have is basically Lynn told me the method and I got to put that down. It's called Win Any Lottery. It's on Amazon. And thank you for that. I appreciate that. It's fun too. You know how, it you know, it works. It's, it's amazing. And I know people that they have a pendulum with them at all times. They have to make every, I, I, I don't do this. I hope I never get to this point, but my, some of my friends do. They will not answer a question or make a decision without it. 
And of course, I have to joke with them and kid them and try to snag their pendulum and put it somewhere else or just joke around with them. But uh, anyway, uh, thank you so much for that, Ruth. I appreciate it. East of the Rockies, let's talk to Ben out of Pennsylvania. Hey there, Ben. Welcome to Coast to Coast and Open Lines. Good morning, my favorite coast host. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Is it uh, cold I, where you are? I know it is. I know it's cold up there in Pennsylvania. It's it's about uh, 30 degrees and foggy right now. Oh, not too bad. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's one here. High winds it's one. coming this afternoon. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, what I was thinking about <clears throat> is uh, some people say there are extraterrestrials living among us on Earth. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if Nikola Tesla was one, and the men in black were the ones that confiscated his files because there were things in there that humans just weren't ready for. Hmm. So that's your theory on all this. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Do you think so? You think he might? Um, to me, he was definitely in t- in in tune with him, right? He was in touch with him in some way. And a lot of times the reason why it, this is just my research as well. A lot of times the reason why you're in touch with them is because you're hybrid or somehow related in something. So is, are you thinking that kind of thing too? Uh, possibly, possibly. Or you just think he's full out ET. Yeah, I think, I think he was <laughs> uh, an ET here on earth and the, it was, so many things he came up with that, that were just out there mm-hmm. compared to uh, what the rest of the, the knowledge on this, this planet was, you know. What was your favorite stuff that ca- I came up with? I think probably the uh, free electricity to everybody in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's still just sitting there, isn't it? Nobody's doing anything with it, are they? No, uh-uh. uh It's not right. I think the, the government put the kibosh on that, and then yeah. uh, Edison didn't help. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Very true. It's all about money, isn't it? Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Anything else with Tesla? Yeah, anything else with Tesla? Because I agree with you. I think it's just, you know, cool. Get all. Yeah, yeah. And something else I thought of is on Earth, our our life expectancy is at the most 100 years old. Uh, what if on another planet, the life expectancy was two or 300 years? Can you imagine uh, people like Tesla or Einstein, if they'd have lived for 300 years, what mm. they might have come up with? Mm. That would have been nice, huh? But but then it might still is might still sit there like what they've already came up with. Yeah, at yeah. least Tesla, right? That would be so cool. That would be so cool. I appreciate your call, and uh, I'm behind you 100 percent with Nikolai. Thank you so much for calling in, Ben. I appreciate. It. Stay warm. Stay warm. Let me see. Uh, we're we're going to continue with open lines here. Let me refresh. Oh, my goodness. Look at all you all in here. Oh, my gosh. All right, Eric, wildcard line number four. Talk to me from Nevada City, California. What do you What do you got going on there? Well, 
you couldn't remember what was on the back of the kiss cards <laughs> uh, many many years ago because i'm in my early 60s now uh, hey i look i love the smell of that gum by the way i loved it it was oh, smelled yeah, well, delicious we chewed a ton of it that was <laughs> yes if you took all the cards you got the complete set okay glued them to a flipped them over glued them to a board and then puzzle coded it you had yourself a big old huge kiss poster Oh, was it like Destroyer or Love Gun or something like that, or just the guys? Well, like I say, that's been somewhere between 40-some-odd years and 50-some-odd years. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's man. hard to remember, but I do remember, uh, I'm pretty sure my cousin up in Washington still got them all. Oh, my goodness. Several sets, because, well, we like the bubble gum, too. Yeah, so, it was good. Uh, we always uh, had an allowance, <laughs> you know, we had to work for it, naturally, but... <laughs> You know, we had an allowance, and well, we buy a model to build and buy my kiss cards. <laughs> Do you remember about three concerts in my life, and unfortunately, I didn't get to see them. Oh man! Well, they, I think they still do stuff, though. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but you know, it's like uh, I, I live off the grid and live very simply and on a very small income. So I got busted up about thirty-eight years ago, and uh, no, thirty-five years ago. And uh, they didn't do the leg right, and I tried to go back to work. Well, like I always did. Every time I broke an arm or something, I'd just you know, get out of the cast, go back to work. No big deal. But they really messed the leg up. So mm. you know, all I did the next six years trying to go back to work was wear out my body. Oh, um, no. Well, I'm very sorry to no, hear that. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, you know, I was uh, raised in the mountains on the logging job, and Ah. Those of us from the mountains tend to be a little tougher. That's why I live off the grid, you know. Ah. I can still handle it. I can still uh, manage to cut my own firewood and go out there and split it with them all. You know, that keeps me moving anyway. I think I'm just stubborn. That's what my mother used to say. <laughs> oh, you knew your head, it's stubborn. I said, uh-huh, and what side of the family I get that from, Mom? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, right. what she said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Projection, they call that. So let me let me ask this. As a logger, that's, um, oh, just, just real quick, because we got to take a break, but did you see any Bigfoot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I talked to you about the Bigfoot once. Uh, oh, you did? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Is that you? Okay. And, yeah, and I also mentioned me and my cousin and my brother at seven years old stepping into another dimension. And I tried to get back to you with that, but I don't have an answering machine and I got a landline. No computer and none of that other stuff. Cause you were oh, okay. In the story on that. that All right, a, yeah. A long time ago, but. No, I want to have you on. Eric, I want to have you on at one point. Maybe uh, Gina can get your information because, yeah, I remember I remember that. Thanks for calling in, and Gina, if you don't mind picking up uh, his information. Thanks so much for calling in, everybody. we got the lines lit up, open lines happening here on Coast to Coast AM. Stay warm. Connie here with you. Welcome back. Coast to Coast AM. Connie Willis here with you. Oh, here. It's starting. The voice is about to go. It's the last segment. It's, a, it's about to go. And I still get to walk a little doggy out in one degree snowy weather. Yeah. Ice on the ground and everything. Woo. I'm sure he, he won't take too long out there. So that'll be okay. If you'd like to find me outside of Coast to Coast AM, I hope that you will at Blue Rock Talk, my show, where we go on live investing of hauntings, Bigfoot, strange lights, all kinds of goodies like that. Live, it's fun, great people in there. Blue Rocker is a great 
community, right? It's, it really is. You'll, you'll, you'll want to stick around for a while. I'm pretty sure it's, it's a lot of fun. And also Connie after dark, it's a live virtual bar. You have a drink with me or not do milk. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's a good time. It's a lot of fun. Just go to ConnieWillis.com to sign up for that. You'll learn about my podcast, the win any lottery book. And, uh, um, you can sign up for the newsletter. I know a lot of you like to do that. So that's cool. So when you get an email from me and it talks about stuff, don't go, Hey, we're like, where'd this come from? Well, you signed up for it like less than 12 hours ago. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, sometimes I throw out a lot to you and sometimes I don't. So we'll see. Oh, the little doggy that I'm watching, little Maxie, he's having a nightmare. Hold on. <laughs> he's, he's having a nightmare. Hold on here. You okay, buddy? Yeah. Oh, he was having a little nightmare. Okay. I had to wake him up on that one. Sorry. Wow. I wonder what he was dreaming. He's listening to the show here. Maybe he's picking up on something. Wow. That's interesting. All right. So let's go to the lines, open lines. We've got uh, Cindy West of the Rockies from California. Is that Cotton, California or Colton? Yeah. Hi, Connie. Hey there. How are you doing, Cindy? Good, thanks. I I bet your little dog is having a nightmare about going out in the cold tonight. <laughs> You're exactly right. When I said walking out there at one degree, yeah, that's probably when he went. Oh, oh. you're right. I think <laughs> I think you're on track better than me on that one. <laughs> hey, Connie, you uh, have mentioned several times over the years that you grew up in a haunted house. Yes, and then I think it was a couple of weeks ago. You mentioned that growing up at a haunted house, you, it really increased your sensitivity because you had to know where the thing was at all times. Yes. And I, I really want to hear more about that because I I don't know. I, I, I guess I just assumed you had friendly, a friendly spirit in your house. So can you talk about that? I'd love to hear more about it. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Do you have one around you, you think? Oh, no, I've had family members come and, you know, say goodbye, and mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. but no, just nothing permanent, you know. Something quick. Um, they were like, oh, yeah, they sorry. were like, see you later, and then uh, I'm going to go check out this new adventure that, that I'm going to, right? Exactly. And just, you know, maybe pop in and. Uh, or my my brother, one of my brothers who died before my mom did, and I was taking care of my mom in her, you know, in her hospice phase at home. Mm. He came to me several times, and even my daughter saw him in the hallway, and she died on his birthday. Oh, so I know he came to like walk her home, you know. Wow. But he was a real prankster in life, and he was in death too. So there were, he was just pulling pranks on all of us. He was quite the jokester. But after you know, just things like like that, and just as you say, uh, people just saying goodbye. So I got gotcha. you. Nothing yeah. permanent and nothing scary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, they, I've heard some people say that whatever the personality was in life, it was the same as they cross over, they don't change. And then, of course, I've heard other people say that it totally changes and because they've seen, you know, the truth or the light. But going back to your, uh, your, your, to give you your answer on the growing up in the haunted house, um, you know, looking back 
it was not, I could tell it wasn't evil, but that's only looking back. You know, when you're a young kid and you just have a presence around you that you feel and you notice it going, you know, to the left or to the right, or it's over there in the corner, or it's right there on your bed sitting next to you, or it's overlooking you while you're sleeping. You know, when you can feel that, um, you know, as a kid and you don't see anything, it's scary. And so yeah. that's, um, that's where it was, oh no, I don't know what that is. I know something's standing over me. It's not moving. It's looking right at me. Why is it still there? It's been hours. Uh, why is it over in that corner of the room? So it was scary as a kid. Again, looking back, I know it wasn't evil, but it was, it was scary to me because I didn't know what it was. It wasn't talking to me. It wasn't doing anything else to me, but it was there and I felt the presence. And so I needed, for me, it was important to know where it was. So my skills really grew in the ambiance of the rooms to know where this thing was so I could be as far away as possible. <laughs> so did that was my. And did your, did your folks, did you tell them about it? Because it sounds like terrifying to me. Yeah, like, it was to, it was to me. Shape or what, what it, could you see it or you just felt it? I didn't see it. I felt it. Uh, my mm. sister at one point saw like a sweater walk by one of the, mm. one of the rooms. She said, I just saw your brand new sweater walk by. And she said, first I thought it was you, but you're on the other side of the couch. And mm. so she had seen that. And I think some other people saw some other things possibly. I just felt it. Mm -hmm. And it was Did strong. Did parents believe you? Did you talk to them about it or? My mom did. She believed in it, and she thought it was female. My dad thought it was nuts. But I can tell you this: when when I uh, when I left, uh, went away to college, I, I slept for the first time without having some entity around. I, I mean, I slept solid the first night of being in the dorm rooms, and how impossible is that freshman year, right? So, yeah, <laughs> first night out ever. Oh my goodness! Yeah, first yeah, time I, I ever got sleep. Terrified when you yeah. said, like I say, I think it was around New Year's or something, mm. that you really honed your skills so you knew yep. where it was at all times. Yeah, due to fear, I honed my skills. <laughs> how how old were you? I mean, how how well, many years did you? It was all my life. Up with that. All my life, then went away to college and would come back. But it was uh, then I then I moved away. Right, twenty five years mm -hmm. later, I come back and help out my mom. Kind of the same situation you were kind of talking about before with your family members. And I noticed it wasn't there anymore. And I believe what happened is when my dad had passed, I think he either came and took care of it because because I know as soon as he passed, he knew that the things I said about E.T., UFOs, ghosts, whatever, he knew, oh, my gosh, you're right. I could tell that he got it. But I think mm -hmm. he may have uh, either taken care of that entity and said, hey, come with me, or it could have been his mother who had passed a long time ago and maybe she was just there and hanging out with the grandkids. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So thank you yeah. very much Bless for your you. call. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Good call. Memories brought up. Yep. That's something. Ah, just thinking back 
with all that. Yeah, just laying in the bunk bed and something sitting there right there with you and actually feeling the mattress like something sitting on the mattress. Even you would get the visual in your head that it sat down on its bottom. You could feel that weight, but you could also even feel like you could get the impression of just putting the hand on the bed and actually feeling that it was just like a hand on the bed. So feeling even the different weights, not just getting the impression of it, but then feeling that to come to fruition as well. Pretty creepy stuff for sure. Let's talk to uh, Eric Wildcard line number three, trucking in Indiana. Which Eric, hello, you're on the air. Connie. Oh, it is. It's you. How you doing? How you doing? All right. Hey, this is Eric are you moving? Yeah, we're doing good. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Give give us a give us a honk. Can you give us a honk? Honk, sure. All right. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, I was, uh, before I came to work this morning, I was uh, on YouTube cruising around, and I found this video. I just, uh, a little while ago, I put it up on my uh, Facebook page, Eric Mike guy. And uh, anyway, apparently these folks were over in Utah by this cave, and uh, they had heard some strange noises coming out of there. And when they got close, the noises stopped. So they flipped out their video phone, and... Uh, there was like a wooden slats, and so they put their phone up to it, and about that time, this grayish, tall, uh, slender uh, humanoid popped out, and of course, that spooked them, and the people <laughs> yep. turned around and ran out, and when they uh, go in, they freeze frame it, and then you can see it, and I didn't oh. know if you'd ever done any cryptid hunting over in Utah or not. No, no, but what a beautiful state. My goodness. Holy cow. It's oh, yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. I'd like to. Yeah. I'd like to. And anyway, like I said, I put the uh, the video up on my site. So anybody wants to go check it out, you can check it out. And when I couldn't get through before, I had left, I'd left you a message. So that's what the message is about. Okay. Well, what's it look like? Uh, the the vi- uh, entity is like... Uh, Oh, it looks like it's probably about uh, five foot tall or so, and uh, maybe a little taller. Slender, grayish, uh, elongated head, and glowing eyes. Mm, and glowing behind this rock. Yeah, that's like, what it looked like to me when I saw it. it looked like because uh, you only see it for a split second, and then they turn around and leave, and, or run out. And but mm. then they later on it was freeze framed, and you could see this thing, and it was just. Wow. And uh, like I say, in the caves and could be right below the surface of our feet, all the tunnel systems and stuff, we could have things right there and we'd never know they're there. I'm telling you, I know. I mean, geez, it's it's a whole new world down below, isn't it? (laughs) I didn't know if you'd ever run up on anything like that in your cryptid hunts. With that look or? Any uh, slender things like that. Um, I've seen some slender things. <laughs> I've seen so many things. You know, it, it, people just go out. When people say, and Eric, I know you can say the same thing. You you can't sit at home and just read books about it and think, you know, well, uh, I've never seen anything. And you can't just, you know, walk around the block. You got to go out there 
and, you know, look around, investigate, check it out, go where the activity is, right? And, you know, you got a pretty good chance of seeing something because oh. some of them, they got to like you. Some of them, they don't care. Oh, yeah. Well, exactly. And the thing that uh, I find uh, refreshing being that who I am and that I kind of like to use that line out of the old Ghostbusters movie, I'm here to believe you. And people would come to me and they would tell me their story because they know they were not going to get ridiculed. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people that see things, I mean, the, the trolls come out, the uh, skeptics come out, and timid people just go fade back into obscurity. But they're mm-hmm. not going to get that from me. And I've had uh, various people come up and tell me their stories. Like um, uh, a couple different people I know have told me about the uh, – uh, I can't remember the name right now. It's the Little People of the Forest. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Pukwudgie, that's what it is. Uh, one lady down in uh, south Indiana, Rising Sun, and one guy wor- that I work with, uh, he – he told me the story, too, and right next to where I work at, there's a bunch of marsh over there, and they he's told me they hear a lot of strange things over there, but as soon as he tries to get one of the guards to come out, all of a sudden it stops. Mm, typical. And, typical. And they're, they're all over the place. And so skeptics, you know, I just, I really get aggravated with these trolls because when they yeah. ridicule, ridicule, and then when it happens to them, it's like, hmm, told you. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you think it is with them? Is it that they're jealous that you've seen something and they haven't, so they're mad at you? No, I think it's because they've been, uh, just like a lot of folks, since the time we were born, all these ages of old were Every culture you can think of has stories about some obscure entity. They're very rare, and they're very obscure, and a lot of them live below the surface. And they've been told their entire life it's not real, they're fairy tales, blah, blah, blah. Well, the ancients have got sculptures of all this, and it's in their folklore in Ireland, the leprechauns, in Norway, the uh, the gnomes. And every once in a while, somebody actually sees one, and seeing is believing. Not everything is fake. And that's why I just want to knock them upside the head. Not everything is fake, okay? These you know, yeah, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. There was a, a lady that uh, I happened to uh, go to this rib place that my favorite, uh, mm, I'm, a, I'm a rib eater, and, and she was in, in the same restaurant she had come from Boulder to be at this place to eat ribs too and we sat there talking at the bar and she had seen a leprechaun she said it looked just like the thing on lucky charm box it looked just like it connie i couldn't believe it it was so funny to hear her say that but thanks so much eric the mind control guy for calling in one more toot are you still with us can you do a toot for us sure oh there we go all right thanks so much you take care of yourself thanks for calling in wow good calls there's a billion more of you but time is up time for us to go. I thank you so much for being a part of the show. Th- I want to thank Chris Slavin for coming in. He did a great job. Uh, Harvard guy, removing tattoos and making it easier for you. I really like that. Tap, uh, what is it? Zapatat.net is where you can find him. And the open lines. Really fun tonight. Appreciate all of you being here. And I want to thank uh, you know, for all your emails and your tweets and all your comments, especially the good, positive ones. Thank you so much. You guys are really, you know, you take the time out to do that and be kind. 
Uh, I appreciate that. And I want to thank everybody from the foothills of the Colorado Rockies. we got a great team that puts all this together for us. And we're going to start from the top, and that's Julie Talbot and Bill May, Lisa Lyon, Tommy Danheiser, Dan Galani. You know these names. Stephanie Smith, Mike Cosio, Adam Thompson, Lex Lonehood, Sean LeDesseur, Jeremy Wells, Kentucky Boy, Tim Banal, Gina Salvati. Thanks so much, Gina, for coming in tonight. Donna Walker, um, Chris Burroughs, Jeremiah Harris, he was stepping in for the holidays and we got Lisa Gar, Richard Seard. Happy birthday, Richard. Richard will be, I'll be back here tomorrow night. Richard will be back on Sunday night. George Knapp. And of course, the man, the man of all, George Norrie. That's the Coast to Coast team for you. Tomorrow night, I'll be here with uh, John Russell. And we're talking about tarot cards. And we also have got Lee Hample talking about Dogman, of course, and many other things that he's got. And until we meet again, keep watching the night skies and continue with me to seek out the strange and uncover the unknown. For Coast to Coast AM, I'm Connie Willis. Talk to you tomorrow night.